faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Hallelujah. Your consideration this morning as we're continuing, hallelujah, to receive revelation, knowledge, and renewing our minds to the word of God on this morning. Faith to receive. And as I was listening this morning, even during our time of prayer and as we receive the offering on this morning and hallelujah. Thinking about mountains. So my question to you this morning for the people of God uh, or today, uh, uh, what mountains intimidate you? Yeah, what, what mountains? Now, here's in the context of the scripture and we're gonna look at it in just a moment here, but Jesus tells us, he tells you, he tells me to go on record in the ears, now listen to this, in the ears of any obstacle and say to it, are you ready for this? Be gone. We heard this morning that, you know, some things were going on in, 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 in one of the saints' lives and, and they said that, this is unacceptable. In other words, what that saint of God said to that mountain was, be gone. This is unacceptable. Be gone. So that's what Jesus says. Go right up to it. You know, just, just, just speak to it. Isn't that, in effect, what Jesus did himself? He did that to himself. Uh, yeah, he, he, he said that in the ears of his disciples. And what he said, when he said that in the ears of the disciples, it set the stage for them to believe and for the rest of their lives. Here it is in, in, in Mark chapter 11, and as we back up to verse 14. And Jesus answered and said unto it, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. It was talking to the, the fig tree. And the interesting part is, and his disciples heard it. So not only did the fig tree hear it, but his disciples heard exactly what Jesus said. And my, my dad, he used to say all the time, and you'd say something to him, and, and he would say, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah, so, so, so maybe you, you've been praying intently and, 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 and hoping passionately that a certain problem or a certain situation, uh, you know, would, would somehow just be resolved, would be, would be uh, I'm not going to say resolved, but solved. Yes. And then we do that in different ways, and we say, Lord, I, I just need your wisdom here in this situation, you know. Give me the wisdom, Lord. Yes. And as I was thinking a little earlier and as I was listening in, in 
in, in, in hearing all that was going on here within, within the service, within the context of the service. And my mind went back, you know, many, many years ago. And, 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 and you know, there was an individual that, 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 that would say, and they would say, Lord, please don't move my mountains, but give me the strength to climb. And I think there's an old Negro spiritual that, in effect, says that, Lord, don't move my mountains, but give me the strength to climb. But the fact is that Jesus said it's not enough to simply hope or even pray when we're confronted with situations and circumstances in our lives. Rather, he tells us that we must stay in faith. And we've got to say some things, and we have to say them verbally. And we, in effect, he said, be gone when he talked to the fig tree. He said, be removed when he said to the mouth. He said, be thou cast into the sea. Here it is in verse 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and you shall have them. So again, what mountains are intimidating you? Uh -huh. Is it fear or is it depression? Uh, uh, well, Jesus tells you and me to go on record again in the ears of our mountains, in the ears of our obstacles, in the ears of our hindrances, and say, be gone. That's right. That's right. And I have found throughout the course of my life that whenever there's a situation or circumstance that I have felt needs to be dealt with, with, you know, just with people in general. And when I really wanted to get my point across to them, very succinctly but very powerfully, is just, just walk up to them and whisper whatever I had to say in their ears. And that makes such a profound effect. It makes such a difference because it really gets the point home. Take to that mountain, be gone. That's what Jesus did. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer, and while they are yet speaking, hallelujah, I will hear. Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 24, hallelujah. Yeah, even in the midst of that, even if you can see something with your physical eye that is unacceptable to you, yeah. hallelujah. Jesus said, oh, yeah, why, why, why are you yet speaking that thing? Why are you just, you're just, just, just praying about it? Why are you just believing? Why are you just in, in the recesses of your mind? I will answer you and I will hear. Yeah. Hallelujah. Faith is substance. We know that it is the title deed to all that God has promised to us. Amen, people of God? Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 in, in verse 1 in the King James. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now I want you to notice something here because we, 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 you heard what it says, we see what is written. But notice this verse did not say that faith brings substance. But rather, it says faith is substance. So that means faith is, well, if you say faith brings, that means it's on the way. In the by and by, after a while. 
ultimately and inevitably it will get to you but faith is right now at this very moment the substance of everything that you hope for and I know that we often find ourselves praying something like this and we say Lord I have faith but now when are you going to reward my faith, Lord, and give me the substance? Anybody in here ever said something, if not those exact words, but something similar to that? Yes. Lord, you know, Lord, I just said, you know, Lord. But faith does not say, watch this, I'm going to get it. Doesn't say I'm going to get it. Faith declares Help me out now. I have it right now. By faith, things future, the things that we hope for, become a present reality in all of our lives. <laughs> faith reaches into the future. It lays its hand on the things that you hope for, those hope for things, and gives them to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Even if we don't physically if we don't physically, excuse me, have them tangibly in our hands. But with our hands and with our eyes of faith, we have it and we have it now. Yeah. Because faith isn't just hoping. Faith is having. Right. I got to say that again. Yeah. Faith is not hoping. Faith is having. Yeah. There was a dear, dear man of God many, many years ago. His name was J. Oswald Sanders. And he said, this is what he said. He said, the function of faith is to turn God's promises into facts. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, the promises, turn them into facts. And people say, oh, yes, 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 I believe God is real, that's great. But that's not what we're supposed to believe, people of God. We believe God is good, that God is wonderful, and that is wonderful, but that's not what we are supposed to believe. Now, but I believe it's God's will for me to have everything that I'm believing him for that is in line with his word. Mm -hmm. What did Jesus say here? He said, uh, what did he say we are to believe for? He said we are to believe that we receive it. Yes. Now, to me, that's personal and that's specific. He didn't say, you know, I want everybody to believe and everybody to receive it. He said, he said, but believe that you, getting real personal, you, you receive it, real specific. What things soever you desire when you pray, that's personal to you and that's personal to me. And we are supposed to believe that we receive them when, when we pray, people of God. Believe that you received them, and Jesus said, and you shall have them. Hallelujah. He could have easily said, people of God, just leave it up to God, and he'll decide it for you after a while. And whatever happens, be happy with that. But that's not what he said. He didn't say that. He didn't say it was all up to the Father. He didn't say all these other things that people are teaching and preaching about today. He said this, you believe that you receive them and he shall have them. So back, that's back in Mark chapter 11, verse 24, and that's in red. 
Jesus was speaking in red that day. He didn't say leave it up to him. Instead, he said, you need to pray and you need to believe that you received it and you don't need to doubt. Now, I'm going to say that again. Hallelujah. Here's the point here. He said, he didn't say leave it up to him. Instead, he said, you need to pray. You need to believe. You need to receive it. And you don't need to doubt. Jesus knows. If anybody knows anything about faith, Jesus knows how faith is to be walked out and how faith is to be lived. And he is telling each and every one of us, you and me, and I believe what he said. Yes. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. And we're supposed to order our lives according to what God has said in his word. That's right. Hallelujah. Say this after me. I believe believe. what Jesus said. said. I believe believe. in walking and talking and and speaking and and believing and and receiving receiving what God has for me. me. Hallelujah. Because when you do that, you have it. Glory be to God. I believe that whatsoever things you desire, what is it that you desire? I believe whatsoever things I desire. What is it that you're praying about, people of God? Yes. Well, here's the point. That, and I heard some allusion to that a little earlier in the service, that the church has not been taught, and it has not taught people to believe that we are supposed to receive That's right. from God. The church has taught them to beg. That's right. Back in the day, we were taught to to, to ask God and ask God and ask God and ask God and just hope he does what we prayed and we, we whined about and pleaded with him to do. Yeah, and we would cry and just ask God, please, God, please heal us and to check to see if it's better. You know, uh, God, uh, did, you, did you do it yet? Mm-hmm. How about those folks that are just, just, just begging and pleading with God? God, just give us the money. Interesting thing, huh? Somebody can believe God for millions of dollars, but not believe him, you know, for, for, for less than $100. Something wrong with that. Something wrong with that. But that's not the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And those are the folks that blame everything on God. None of those are here today, thank God. Some say, leave it up to God and we'll just see what happens. And then when it doesn't happen, well, that must not be God's will for you. Must not be. Uh-huh. That's not the way it's supposed to be, people of God. Not when we have been given specific instructions from God. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So those that say, well, it's not God's will, that's not Bible. And here's the thing that really gets me. It bothers me that the devil is killing people. It bothers me that people are losing their loved ones. It bothers me that people are losing their stuff. It bothers me when they're sinking into into depression and and fear and anxiety and all of those things. It bothers me when I hear that the saints of God are being defeated. And it bothers me because the devil is stealing their stuff. And they're giving up on God and being defeated. They're being destroyed and they're being killed. All because of an evil report. 
But the thing that bothers me most of all is that they are blaming God for it. But I want to tell you that it's not our Heavenly Father that's doing those kinds of things to the people of God. Well, that's not my fault. And I know if Dave or, or Lenny or, or Moke, anybody, and somebody came, well, you know what your dad did. I'm sure at least they best be saying, well, I know that's not my father. Not my father. It might have looked like him. And I learned that lesson a long time ago. Let me just tell you a story here, a little bit, just a minute, I'll digress. Back in the childhood, and we were at home having dinner, in the kitchen, at the kitchen table, having dinner, one of the neighbors sent one of their children to our house, knocked on the door, came in our house, and said, Mrs. Hunter, then was down the street, he's up on that roof up there running around, and he's throwing stones down at everybody. Who's that sitting right there at the table? It was a little boy that looked like me. He was up there running around, had curly hair running around up on the roof. That wasn't me, that was Brucey from around the corner on Reno Street, but it wasn't me. Thank God, because if it had been after dinner, I'd have probably been up there throwing stones with him. If it had been before dinner, I probably would have been up there throwing stones at him. But during dinner, no. I was at the kitchen table listening to the words that were being spoken in my ear. You better sit here and eat what I gave you, and you are not getting up until you eat it. People in China are starving. Yeah. So I learned that lesson very early on. This is not me. Hallelujah. And the devil can try to, he can try to do anything and whisper and do all of that, get on your shoulder and whisper, but I know that's not my father. I know my father's not doing that. Why? Because our heavenly father, he is not the thief. He is not the killer. He is not the destroyer. That's the devil, people of God. And what are we supposed to do with the devil? What have we been told to do? James chapter 4. And verse 7 tells us that we are submit ourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will do what? He will flee from you. So don't, re don't receive it. Resist it, people of God. Stand against it. Fight against it. Why? Because God is good and God, hello, newsflash. You know, you see, watch CNN or some of the other news. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. God is good and God loves you. He loves me. He loves us. Hallelujah. But now on the other hand, there are some folk that have slipped back and they're still pleading and begging God to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turning in 50 prayer requests, people of God. And it's amazing sometimes when we would, we would come together and Pastor Dora and I would come together around when we, during the time when we were doing, you know, a, a prayer request. And, and, and we, would, we would pray over the prayer request and we would, we, we would open them and we would read them and we'd go before the Lord with them. And so many times it was the same prayer, prayer request from the same people all the time, just over and over. And I said, wait a minute, we don't pray about this. God's word is true. But yeah, they keep coming back for the same thing over and over and over again. So what have you been praying about, people of God? Now, what if somebody came to church on Sunday after Sunday and after Sunday, come to the altar and begging God to save them? 
Oh, Lord, won't you please save me, Lord? Oh, God, please save me. God, I don't want to go to the lake. Please save me, Jesus. I want to be saved. What would you say to that person? Well, one of the things I would say, how do you know when you're saved? And they'll say, oh, I'll just know when I feel it. Faith is not a feeling. Salvation is not a feeling. So when are you going to believe that, that you have it? What would you tell them? Jesus has already paid the price for sin. You don't need to pray to try to get him to do it. Why? Because he has already done it in his word. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10 verse 6 says, But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart who shall ascend into the heaven. That is to bring Christ down from above. What does that mean? I mean, just trying to get the Lord to come down and do it. But he said, don't say that. Don't think that way. So what does he say now in verse 7? He says, or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up again from the dead. So how many of us understand that he has already descended into the deep? He's already descended into the heart of the earth, people of God. He already bore our sins and our sicknesses and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And he was already made poor for us. And he's already ascended up on high, people of God, and led captivity captive. Where he was set down on high and forever he's making intercession for us. So the righteousness of faith does not say, oh, we got to get God to do it, people of God. Let's call a prayer meeting. All of you just pray and let's get all the prayer requests that we can. That's not what the righteous people are saying and that's what the righteous people should not be doing, people of God. Again, what are you, what, what are you praying for? Are you praying to get God to do it? What are people that believe that way and think that way? When are they going to believe that they already have it? When they see it? And when they feel it? Those are the people that don't have any faith in the word of God. And they're trying to get God to come down and do what Jesus has already done. Jesus, come down and touch right now, Lord Jesus. Problem is, even when you're talking to and ministering to people of God and saints of God, you're dealing with years of tradition and unbelief, dealing with years of wrong teaching. And we fall back into that old way of teaching and that old way of believing. But Jesus said when he spoke to the disciples, he said, have faith in God. Not doctrine, not religious teaching, not traditions or any of those things, but have faith in God. Romans chapter 10 and verse 8. But what saith it? Mm. The word of God is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That is the word of faith which we speak. Hello, people of God, it's in our hearts. What is it? The word of faith which we preach. It's in our heart. It's in you. Say it's in me, somebody. We're word of faith people, are we not? Yes. 
Hallelujah. Yeah. And if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, that Jesus is Lord, and you will believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, the Bible says you shall be saved. There are just so many people, millions of people around the world that believe that. They don't believe that you have to beg God to come down from heaven to save you. They don't tell people to come down and beg God to come and save you. They know that God has already done it. And we're of that camp, of that belief that God has already done it. All right? It was finished works on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. We're supposed to believe that we receive it. We're supposed to expect change in our lives, people of God. We're supposed to stand and command any negative situation to change in the name of Jesus. Even if it means that you have to remind yourself every day and every night because it's so easy to slip back into that old way of doing things. We have to walk by faith and not by sight, people of God. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10, verse 11 says, For the scripture saith, Whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Woo. You believe God. You have faith in God. You trust God. You will never be ashamed, people of God. Verse 12, But there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. That's what he's saying. There's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. We all have to come to Jesus the same way. We all get saved the same way, people of God. Verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Somebody's got to proclaim the word of God. Somebody has got to go tell it. Yeah, hallelujah. Somebody's got to go tell it. Or we can't hear it. Or people can't hear it. And you can't believe it, people, until you hear it. And then you have to believe it before you can act on it. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. And we have to hear, then believe, and then act on what we've heard. And we have to believe that we receive. People of God, believing for every saint of God is quote unquote mandatory. Believing is not optional, it's not a suggestion. Believing is mandatory. Hallelujah. What you believe will determine whether you go to heaven or hell. You choose. And believe means to have faith. It means to be persuaded. It means to trust. It means to have confidence in. And I trust what God says in his word. I have confidence in God's word. Faith is a vote of confidence. But doubt is to question a person's integrity. Doubt is to question God's integrity. And when you don't believe, you are calling God a liar. And God is not man that he should lie. We spoke it, it will come to pass. And if I tell you something and you say you don't believe it, what did you just say to me? Did you just call me a liar? I certainly hope not, or I'm coming to whisper in your ear, people of God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, 
For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Anybody who comes to God must believe that he is. And that's not optional. They must believe that he is. Faith believes beyond the fact that God can and God will. It believes that God has. Hallelujah. I'm out of town, people. Out of town. Not out of town, but I'm out of time. And then I'm getting out of town. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we've got to believe that we already have it. And guess what? We'll get it. Hallelujah. Yes. Do you have faith enough to believe God? I'm going to ask that again. Do you have faith enough to believe God, people of God? Well, if you do, act accordingly. Act according to what you believe. Isn't that what the Bible says? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So according to your faith, be it unto you. Well, act and believe. Act according to what you believe. Let me close up with this again. And Jesus answering saith unto them again, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, people of God, when ye pray, believe that ye receive him, and ye shall have them. Hallelujah. Faith to believe. Receive it. You have it. Receive it. Stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword RWOLFC to 77977 or through our free app. Search RWOLFC in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.